So did you hear and see that Jared Leto is playing the Joker again? Yes, um, I actually watched the trailer with my husband for the new Snyder Cut coming to um, to HBO Max. And I was just kind of like, when I saw him at the end, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't really like the scene. <laughs> I thought it was kind of weird and it felt really weird and awkward, if I'm being honest. Like nothing against Jared Leto's portrayal of the joker it felt really weird to me honestly but i don't know it, it could it could work it could be interesting yeah i mean we already got to see him within suicide squad and it wasn't a big role but still mm -hmm. it was enough for me to say okay do I want to see Jared Leto play another Joker or not? And I would rather not, personally. Yeah, his, honestly. His take was very different, a different side that I think was cool. And I appreciate the artwork of any actor that wants to put their own spin on it and just oh, make yeah. this character completely different. But for me, it just did not work for me. I may be biased when I'm saying this, but Heath Ledger's Joker. I'm sorry. That for yeah. me is I, the I best think, one. I think we're both going to be a little bit biased on that one. But I mean, like that was coming out like when we were in high school, mm -hmm. like th those Batman movies were, I would say, are really important to both of us as far as superhero movies go. And yeah, he Heath Ledger was definitely one of the very best. Just a wonderful portrayal. But Jared Leto. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm definitely gonna give him another shot in the movie I definitely would don't want to say that this this new cut of the movie is going to be bad I'm definitely interested to see it we should definitely talk about Batman versus Superman in or, or Justice League I guess in one of these but I don't want to talk too much about my opinion of it but it's not great <laughs> so I'm yeah. definitely interested to see what this new this new take is gonna be like Definitely. I will, I mean, depending on how the world is and everything, if it goes to theaters, it's not something I'll run to the theaters to go see personally. But if it's going straight to HBO, then yeah, I'll give it a shot and check it out. And then another big thing that came out this past week was the Coella trailer. Excited. Yeah, it was really cool getting to finally see the trailer for that film because when it the news first broke, I was thinking all right, they're going with this live action thing and it's not going away anytime soon. So yeah, let's keep going with these Disney villain theme. And basically we got Maleficent, which I thought those movies were very well done. And I feel like they're entertaining and it gives a whole different side of Maleficent. So this will definitely put Cuella DeVille into a different light, I think. I'm very interested to see this. Honestly, I haven't read the Corella or the Maleficent one. The one I read was actually about, um, specifically about Beast, who was given the name Adam for this book series. But Disney has actually been released a series of books about specifically the villains. And I really enjoyed the one about Adam. I, I've been interested to read the other ones. I just don't have a whole lot of time and I haven't gotten around to it but I'm I'm kind of interested to see if maybe these books end up having some kind of influence or play in these movies because 
It was definitely the one I read about Beast was definitely interesting. And I would like to see like maybe a spinoff live action movie with the guy who played can't remember who played Beast from uh, I don't know his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name right now either. But I would like for him to come back and maybe do that what was going on in that book in in like maybe like a spinoff movie for these villainess kind of movies because if in a lot of ways beast was a we 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 could talk more about how that how that um (laughs) uh when we talk about beauty and the beast because we're talking about beauty and the beast it's my favorite disney movie at some point but (laughs) yeah um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see it i mean for me it's just i'm kind of one of those party pooper people that it's like i'm not asking for these movies but yet at the same time i'll still watch it just to check it out because I'm curious. Every time one of these comes out, you're always just like, ah, they're making another live action one. And I'm like, what are you complaining? They're making movies. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. It's The trailer seemed very interesting and it seems like it's going to be something that will keep your attention. And again, it's going down that route of the live Disney action movies and it's not a remake. So this is going to be an original film. It's not necessarily like an original idea, but still. Look, I hate anybody who wants to, to kill dogs, but that being said, I'm so interested to seeing this movie and it the costume design and like the set design all looks amazing. I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, today will be even more of an exciting day for our review today. And again, we apologize, everybody. I posted to our Instagram page that we were taking the week off. So we're sorry. Last clue does not match this one. (laughs) Um, I guess it it still could in a way. (laughs) But today we are definitely doing, I feel like this has a really good following and it's a, it's a, I can, I think we can consider it a cult classic. What do you think? Oh yeah. This, this movie is like memed so many times. Probably one of the most memed movies. I absolutely adore this movie. It had been years, years since I had watched it and I had still been quoting it to, to the day just lines from that movie because I I just I love it so much and I've seen it so many times and I just love it so much it's one of my favorite movies of all time (laughs) so today drumroll we are doing Mean Girls yes the thing about this movie that's just so fun and it came out when I was in middle school well we were technically in middle school we (laughs) and It's just so interesting because it is such a fun movie to visit. And then they also brought it to Broadway and the Broadway play has been super successful. And they made a second movie, which that one I won't say was as successful as the first or the Broadway play, but that's okay. (laughs) But there's so many elements of this movie that do make it such a great movie. And as you're saying, I haven't seen it in a while and revisiting it as I, again, as if we keep saying with these movies that we haven't seen in years is there's jokes in it. I didn't get before that I got this time around. And I was laughing a lot more this time around watching it versus previous years ago that I was watching it. This movie, while while I was rewatching it, I was laughing from beginning to end. I was just 
literally just I couldn't stop it's so funny and I remember when I watched it the first time as in like middle school I really enjoyed it just because I was like like this really does like feel like high school or middle school even just like how mean girls and and kids can be and I I just it resonated so much with me and then just like growing up and watching it now it's just still just so hilarious and I just absolutely adore this movie it's it's so wonderful yeah and it's one of those movies again that I feel like everyone that's anyone has probably seen this movie and if you haven't you've been living under a rock (laughs) if you haven't seen this movie you've at least like heard a quote from this movie on a regular basis this movie came out April 30th of 2004 and the director is Mark Walters and the story is originally by Rosalind Wiseman and the cool thing about it is Tina Fey actually did the screenplay for this. So that's what's pretty fun about this is just she's such a great actress. She's comedic. She's funny. And I feel like her alone also starring in the film really brought her character to life. And getting into that, we also have a great cast, I feel, in the sense, too. (laughs) The cast is absolutely wonderful. I think this was, like, one of my, I don't want to say one of my first Lindsay Lohan movies, but, like, one of my very first Lindsay Lohan movies, like, it was just, like, at a period of time when my, my, grandparents were just like buying me VHS tapes with Lindsay Lohan because she was like the Disney star of the time that that one was like out of all of them that that's the one that stuck with me the most Mm -hmm. um that really just again resonated with me the most as as a middle schooler and then even as a high schooler like I just I I I absolutely love that movie (laughs) the thing about it too is so many people now that are young is she's not in the limelight nearly as much as she used to be or at all and so it's very interesting because for me I was a huge Lindsay Lohan fan back in the day I owned pretty much every movie that she made and I've seen them all so I've seen everything from Freaky Friday to um this movie to Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, um, so many other movies that she's done. And so I feel like this is one of her really best roles, one of the few out of the movies that she's done. Yes, this one is definitely one of her best. Absolutely love it. And it's mean because <laughs> it, it is, it's like in the name. But like, I feel like by the end of it, it has like a really nice message. And yeah. so again, out of all of them, I feel like this is the one that that hits that really good message home the best. Definitely. I think she did a really good job with her character too. And we'll get more into that. We'll dive into it. But we have, as we said, Tina Fey. So she plays Miss Norberry. Then we have Rachel McAdams, which plays Regina George. And for... I think I want to say this was the first interaction I had with Rachel McAdams. I don't I think so for me too. Yeah. So this was around the time that the notebook had come out. And I want to say that was her biggest film that really sh- like shot her into s- stardom and whatnot. 
but this was my first time ever really seeing a movie with her in it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I had seen The Notebook at this time. I don't think I actually ended up watching that movie until like later on in high school when me and my mom were like going through like this rom-com and love story movie fest. <laughs> and um, so I didn't actually see that one until years later. And this, I think, had to be been one of my very first movies with her in it. And she did such a, <laughs> such a great did. job. She really did. I think she played an amazing Regina George. So, Mm -hmm. and the funny thing too is she's actually a very sweet person in real life that I've heard. So again, it's always those people that play the evil villains that are always the nicest people. (laughs) (laughs) So we also have Lacey Chabert who plays the amazing Gretchen Wieners. And then we have Amanda Seyfried, so Karen Smith, the lovely Karen Smith. That is such a great character, too. That- <laughs> so this whole cast is so just like there I can't pick one character who's my favorite because everybody, like everybody who even has like a second of screen time. Mm-hmm. owns that screen time it's every every line just kills me it's so funny everybody like is just on their like a game for this movie i swear i love it and then who else we got lizzie kaplan that plays Janice ian jonathan bennett that is the lovely aaron samuels um i mean we have just a fun cast and a lot of people a lot of ex saturday night live cast as well <laughs> and so I mean, I feel like you can't get any better with some classic Saturday Night Live actors and actresses, so. Oh, oh no. (laughs) But it is a teen comedy, and it's an hour and 37 minutes, so it's not too long. And pretty much what it's about is Katie Herring, so she is originally from Africa, and she moves here with her parents, who are scientists. And so basically, they move to the suburbs, suburbs, suburbs. (laughs) suburbs of Illinois and Katie finally gets to basically experience what public school is like for the first time where she has been homeschooled for so many years prior to that and basically she gets in to the good graces of this group at the high school called the plastics which are the most popular girls in the school that you realistically you want to be friends with them come on (laughs) I feel like with it some of the things are a little too far-fetched where some of it is definitely there are mean people and bullies and stuff like that but some of it is just a little fabricated for sure oh yeah Uh, I mean it's a movie it's a it's they they have to they gotta have it but it's just such a fun movie to revisit every now and then it it really is and so as stated, kind of the plot, talk about the plot. So Katie basically comes in and she has never gone to a real school before where she's been homeschooled. And I think that's kind of what the idea of that too is, is that the whole thing when everyone's younger, you always know one kid that's been homeschooled. In high school, no less. <laughs> yeah, a really crazy, crazy time in our adolescence that in 2004 there was one scene my my husband somehow i i wanted to leave him as soon as he told me this he he had never seen this movie oh wow he sat down to watch it and i was like oh how how 
how first of all how did you never tell me this because I would have I would have remedied that immediately <laughs> um so we we sat down and watched it for the first time uh for him for the first time did he at least and- like it Oh yeah, he thought it was great. Um, but it was funny because we were watching like one of the opening scenes, like when she comes into one of the classrooms, the old computer that she's standing in front of. And it's like called like that old friggin' like Windows friggin' um <laughs> the logo on it with yeah, like the flag like, looking one. Yeah, it's like the like the little screensaver thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like in class, she's like, oh my god, this movie is so old. <laughs> It's just like rude but also yeah <laughs> there's so many things about it too that makes it so different as well with how times and things were different when kids I feel like not now because of COVID but teenagers it was the thing and I feel like it still can is I I'm probably not I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself I'm probably not with the times <laughs> but Definitely when I was in high school, we would go hang out at the mall on a Friday night after school or something. And that's kind of what everyone did to hang out and whatnot. And so basically Katie comes in and the first day she's there at school is absolutely horrible. She basically is not able to find anywhere to sit in the cafeteria. So she's sitting by herself and she's basically getting shoved in the halls and um, just having a hard time fitting in. And so she basically goes home. The thing that I find about this moment is definitely, I feel like we've all done this with our parents where it's like, oh, how was your day? And you just don't want to talk about it. And you basically bolt off. And so you can tell she had a really rough day. Yeah, I've definitely done that to my parents a few times. (laughs) That's what makes it so real too. So the next day she winds up going into class and she finally meets with Damien and Janice and basically ask oh do you know where this building is but the funny thing about that scene (laughs) you just meet these kids in your class and Damien's like oh I love your hair color and he pulls it to his head and is like oh see this is the color I want to (laughs) do I loved that that was that was hilarious But after that, they basically go to the field where Katie thinks they're taking her to this gym class. And she says, oh, where's the class? The building burnt down in 19-something. Won't we get in some kind of trouble? We're your friends. You think we're going to get you into trouble? (laughs) And that's where we see the plastics for the first time. Uh, I love the introduction of the plastics, the way like like just like come in with like all of the jocks like carrying them in. <laughs> Jokes in it too, especially, oh, that's why her hair is so big. Because it's full of secrets. <laughs> and her father was the inventor of toaster strudel. Oh, I love that. I love that her dad is the inventor of toaster strudel that killed me i love like later i love it when like later on in the movie she's just like when she's in trouble and she's like i don't think my father the inventor of toaster strudel hate hearing about this (laughs) and then they introduce miss virginia george and And she literally like is getting carried in like miss cleopatra or something right oh my god it's so funny that scene and just the way they do introduce them and then they're all looking there and standing all like i'm too cool to be doing this (laughs) (laughs) 
And then finally it goes into the lunchroom. I love the way that they do this scene where they like just like break up the different cliques. And, yes. Like, <laughs> and I love how she just like has ready to go an illustrated like map. map? Of- yeah. <laughs> said oh cool (laughs) yeah but it's so true because I do feel like in high school from what I remember at least my high school time was definitely there are people that sit with specific groups of people every single day and they never change and um definitely that felt very real yeah I actually remember there was like a point in in high school where I I actually had to switch I transferred from one high school to another and um that first like week just like trying to figure out where to sit it was like every day it was like nope this was the wrong choice shouldn't have sat here and just like kept moving around until I I actually did end up finding like the theater and (laughs) art kids and I was like oh I have found my people But no, that's very much what what that scene felt like is just trying to figure out where you're going to find your friends, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. It felt very real. And then finally, she gets introduced to the plastics and Regina saves her because but she's walking through the cafeteria and basically Jason, this guy comes up to her who is a small character through the film, but I think it, he's it, a skis. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And he comes up to Katie and asks her a stupid question of, is your muffin buttered? And I mean, if somebody came up to me and said that, I wouldn't know what they were talking about. Either. Yeah, honest, honestly, I was like, what? Like, it, it, like, honestly, even after he was like, do you want us to assign somebody to butter your muffin? I would still just be like, what? Who? <laughs> and so basically, Regina chimes in and it says, Jason, she doesn't want anything go away and she's asked katie do you want to have sex with him (laughs) she's like no "No, thank you (laughs) all right that now it's settled you can go shave your back now (laughs) like just the lines they deliver are just like so vicious like I was there was like a point like I think that it was actually around this point where I was just like cracking up laughing and I was like oh my god I just love this movie and my husband was like why because it shows how mean girls are and I was like shut up and keep watching it <laughs> yeah so from there they basically sit down and that's where some of the biggest lines come from I feel like in the most quotable lines as well where oh I love your bracelet where did you get it so that and then oh it is so fetch (laughs) i love after like she gets inducted into the plastics and kind of makes this plan with gretchen to destroy them from the inside one of my very favorite scenes is going to be the scene where they do the jingle bell rock The, the the Santa yeah. girl costume things. Oh, I love that whole scene, that entire thing. That's where we get fetch. <laughs> yeah, that scene itself is such an interesting scene because I can definitely sit here and say no school I went to would allow you to no. wear that especially the kevin g rap that like, come on oh yeah that would have been like the the mic would have been cut for that way before he got as far as he did 
it just like the whole the whole dance like and then no. amy poehler in the background too where she's being she, the cool mom oh she killed me the entire time oh one thing i actually did want to point out this that i felt like this movie did very very tastefully is there are a few scenes where they go into regina george's house and her whole house is just so sexually charged her mom is just like wants to be the cool mom and regina is like regina george <laughs> and like her little sister is literally in every scene that you like come into her house oh her, i know her sister is like just like standing in front of the tv just dancing to like the most like provocative like she's dancing to the song milkshake yes yes and like it's just ridiculous and there's a couple times that they do this but i noticed this time watching it that absolutely none of the scenes show her face it's always from the back so yes. we only ever see the back of her head and i just thought that was incredibly tasteful because i thought it was hilarious having that in there to kind of show how how ridiculous that their mom was mm -hmm. but i thought it was really wonderful to do that for for the younger actress i want to applaud them for that like Good job. <laughs> Definitely. Now that you're mentioning that, I've never noticed that until you just mentioning that. And I just thought that was really tasteful. So good job, everybody who worked on Mean Girls, whoever made that executive decision. Good on you. <laughs> and so there's so many different things such as all those scenes, for instance, and then all of the things with the Matt fleets I thought was pretty cool. Because I feel like that's great that it goes to show that there is really clubs for every single everything. student that wants yeah. to do whatever, so for everything. And I feel like, I think that was great that they showed something a little less cool in the sense of dance class or we haven't really seen something like that. So I think that was a great implementation. I loved it when they went to the actual Mathlete tournament too. And like, he comes out onto the stage and he's like, oh, great turnout this year. And he camera turns around. It's like five people. <laughs> Basically, Janice and Katie wind up having this idea it would be cool to spy on them, but Katie's kind of like held back because she thinks Regina and the girls are super sweet and nice, and she doesn't see what Janice is seeing. And so what happens is Katie basically meets this guy in her calculus class, and she really, really likes him, which is Mr. Aaron Samuels. Jonathan Bennett is very good looking. Yes, very. <laughs> So perfect, perfect cast for that. And fun fact, I do have fun facts, but here's another fun fact that I'm just adding. So the great thing about him as an actor is him and Lindsay Lohan actually had such great chemistry on set and that he genuinely made her blush. Oh my God, that's adorable. That's so cute. So it made the reaction and the emotions actually real. I love that. And honestly, they felt very real. They did, especially when you have two actors that are really good friends, too. I feel like it's a lot easier versus working with actors that you do not like. <laughs> <laughs> and so what happens is she gets invited to this Halloween party, and it's at one of Aaron's friends' house. And she goes, and the funniest thing about this is she's the only person at that Halloween party wearing something scary, where all the other girls are wearing something more provocative, I'll say. Yes. What are you supposed to be? I'm a mouse. Duh. Duh. <laughs> I love that. I actually want to say, like, without the teeth, that costume, she was 
gorgeous in it that oh, was yeah. like yeah she was absolutely beautiful i was like watching the scene because she goes into this this halloween party and she's the only girl who is dressed like mrs frankenstein literally and everybody else is like in bunny suits or cat suits or or whatever whatever animal and they all look really really cute i guess <laughs> But while she's while she's at the party, she thinks that Regina is going to talk to Aaron. And when she sees her um, talking to him at first, she's like, oh, like, how could anybody think that she's mean? Like, look at this wonderful thing that she's doing for me as a friend. And what she's really doing is saying that she's like going to perform like voodoo on a tissue of his. So the thing about that scene, too, that shows how devious sometimes women can be about things, too, is that. Regina originally was gonna say hey Katie likes you but because it's Regina's ex-boyfriend and he was so into her like as soon as she said like she likes you he was like oh yeah because yeah (laughs) yeah, and he was so into it too and then all of a sudden Regina says wait no she starts getting jealous about it and says where the voodoo thing comes in pretty much she's gonna do some weird voodoo magic on you which would totally be a red flag for for me too. But I did want to point out that like when she comes into the party and he first sees her in her whole get up and he's just like, well, you didn't do what everybody else normally does. And like the way he's just like, all right, he just rolls with it. And I thought it was so cute until Regina came in and ruined it all. So what I was actually going to say before was after all of this, obviously Lindsay Lohan's character is absolutely heartbroken she is devastated because not only is the boy that she likes kissing this other girl but the girl is supposed to be her best friend and she's really upset about it and when she leaves and she's like takes the teeth out and she's crying I wish I could look that pretty when I cried (laughs) I know right like she looks so pretty oh but no and then she then she like busts in um on (laughs) (laughs) this was funny So then she busts in on Janice and Damien. It was so funny because like they're watching Friday the 13th or or Halloween or something. I can't even remember what they were watching, but she like just busts in at like the jump scare and jump scares them. And that was funny. (laughs) And this is where they make the plan to destroy the plastics from the inside. This whole montage was so funny too, because they do all these things to mess with Regina and it slowly does start to take a toll. And so the first thing on their list is messing with Regina's good looks. And basically Janice works at the skin shop or something in the mall. I don't exactly know what it is. But the foot cream. I know. So Regina basically comes up to Katie and says, or well, they're in the bathroom and she's looking at her skin and says, Oh, I'm breaking out or something. And Katie says, Wait, I know something that can help. So that's where her and Janice get this face cream and put <laughs> foot cream in it and so she puts it on her face and then they go to sit down at lunch and Aaron comes down and sits down next to Regina and says your skin smells like peppermint <laughs> and honestly I was like watching it too I was like it's probably just thicker cream like it's not that different what do you really think you're doing to her like 
I mean, realistically, it would be a thicker cream, but it's not. I mean, it might break her out a little bit, yeah, possibly. That's what it, yeah, like that's what, but... what I was thinking. I was like, maybe a few extra zits, but like she obviously has great skin. So what is this really gonna do to her? I mean, put some blue dye in there or something. Dye yeah, her skin blue. Yeah, like something like that. But when they finally end up giving her the Coltine or Keltine? That, yeah. I don't know how you say it. It's Coltine, Keltine, whatever. I think Keltine, I don't know. But it's, that. It's some Swedish health bar that you can eat to gain weight. And she tells her that you eat it to lose weight instead. So. I feel like that is so. I that's feel like really that is messed up. That's, that's really, a little too far. Yeah, yeah, that that that's and but I mean that's what's nice about the like by at the end of this movie they like point out like the thing is is like these are things that like as teenagers girls would do to each other. These mm-hmm. are things I have heard about before that girls doing to each other and it's terrible and it's awful and thank God we all grow up and hopefully stop doing that. Um. So, I, I know some don't, but like most of us grow up and we stop. Um, but like, and that's what this movie points out is like, girls will do this to each other and maybe we should talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's terrible. And that kind of doing something like that could actually ruin somebody's life. It really can. So that was a very interesting take that they did. And so. By the time, another thing is they go to that store, which it's by the Spring Fling, where it's like sizes one, three, and five or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Why would you even make a store like that? Like, And so Regina's trying on her dress, and they're like, it won't zip up. Oh, do you have this in the next size up? No, sorry, we only carry sizes one, three, and five. Try Sears. <laughs> <laughs> So that one definitely, I feel like that was a little too far, but there were so many other things such as when they cut her shirt, her tank top for the bra holes. That That was was hilarious. I mean, come on. If you walked around like that in high school, you would have been sent to the principal's office and they would have given you a shirt from the lost and found, or you would have been sent home. Let's honestly, be real. honestly, like we weren't even allowed to wear tank tops, honestly, but a tank top with like the holes cut out of it. Are you kidding me? But there's just so many things. And so the bra thing definitely was a little too, that was interesting. And then just all these other things start adding up. And finally, we come to a full circle kind of where Regina and Katie are in the hallway and it's around Christmas time. And so basically this girl comes up in the hallway and she's wearing this old vintage fashion skirt and Regina stops her and says, Oh, I love your skirt. Where'd you get it? And she says, Oh, it was my mom in the seventies. Ooh, vintage. And she turns around to Katie and says, that is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. And so basically Katie has a realization because Regina did that to her bracelet. Mm -hmm. And so that's where, the next plan comes in to basically separate the plastics. So this part is even funny too, because again, it's Christmas time. So they're sending out candy cane grams. We were going to send three candy canes to break Gretchen wieners. Was that Damien in the Santa costume? I can never tell when I watched this movie. Yeah, it was. Okay. Like that's hilarious. And and none for, none for Gretchen wieners. (laughs) 
Yeah, he basically comes into the class and starts passing out all these candy canes and one for you, Glenn Coco, one for you. <laughs> and then one for Katie and Gretchen's like, oh, who is that from? Oh, how sweet. Love, Regina. And the reason Gretchen freaks out is because basically Regina... They were best friends. Yes, they were the two best friends. And typically Regina does not send candy canes. She just receives them is what she says. So they took this upon themselves to basically go in and make it look like Regina sent Katie a candy cane, which she did not send her a candy cane. And I don't even know why she would. She doesn't even like her that much. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we get to one of my very favorite scenes with the dance for the the jingle bell rock and during the scene gretchen like right before the they go on she is just like losing her mind and just like spilling all kinds of different secrets and but she sends you a candy cane she doesn't even like you that much yeah and and she's talking about like like all of regina's secrets like the fact that her parents aren't getting along and all this other stuff and every time she's just like oh you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Yeah, I pretend just pretend you didn't you didn't hear that at all. Like it just like acting like she didn't say anything. And then they go out to do their actual routine. And Regina's like, get on the other side of me. And she's like, Oh, but I'm always on your left. And she's like, Well, now we have Katie and she's we need the tallest in the middle. So get on the other side. And she was just like, Oh, like how like no, I'm always on the side. She's like, just do it, because now you're on my last nerve. And so she does it and she messes up the dance because she's used to being on the opposite side. And it does actually mirror flip her her routine for the dance a little bit, which by the way, I'm like, why didn't you guys practice that? Like yeah. you wanted it. Like, why didn't you practice like because they made a point to like mention the fact that they practiced the dance beforehand. So I was just like, shouldn't you have figured this out sooner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it messes up the dance a little bit and she ends up like kicking the tape deck that they have Dude, playing. That went deck. so far. <laughs> really? If she kicked it, it would have like gone right the stage. into his face, into his face. Jason? And then he's fine. He doesn't have a bloody nose or anything. Yeah, he doesn't nothing. leave. He's just, like, he's just like, okay, whatever. Like, he's fine. But then Katie actually ends up start singing Jingle Bell Rock. And she really just kills it. And the girls get to finish their routine. And she really wins Regina over by doing this. And... It, it really just like you can really see it starting to crack Gretchen and then Gretchen was just like oh that was so fetch and Regina's just like stop trying to make fetch happen literally in the next scene is just like Gretchen just like <laughs> why does everybody like Caesar we should all just stab Caesar <laughs> Then they go into the bathroom, and then then Gretchen winds up basically spelling to Katie everything that's been driving her nuts about Regina. Did you know that one year I received beautiful gold hoops? And they had to pretend that I didn't like them because hoops were Regina's thing. And this is where we find out that Regina is cheating on Aaron. And then this is another part of the movie that, again, has a joke that is would not fly today at all without this joke this is one of my favorite sequences in the whole thing just because i think it's so funny like the way that they play the whole one way or another yeah yeah Yeah, like just like that that whole thing like where they're trying to like make sure that he catches her in the act 
is so funny. So I think since Rachel brought it up, I think it's the perfect time to mention within this movie, there is a burn book. Yes, and the burn book is absolutely terrible, but also probably something teenage girls will definitely do. It's definitely something I've done. I mean, Same. I think it's something I think it's something that we can all say we've even done as adults where somebody has just like rubbed us the wrong way or just upset us and you know, we can't really take out our emotion, emotions out the way that might feel a little bit more satisfying but are wrong and you should not. So we might like write a letter saying all the things that we want to say or things like that. And that's essentially what this burn book is. It is a book with pictures of different girls from the school who the plastics don't like and they just say awful things about these girls. And it's essentially a bully book, but with its original intention, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with the burn book I think if it actually stayed as it's intended just like within like maybe not a group but like maybe just yourself like if you're upset at like something and just like maybe like get like some stress out I don't think there's anything wrong with the concept of a burn book I think what happens with it later on in the movie is terrible and and just should never be done I definitely have to agree. I think it is something that is very therapeutic that it's kind of in the sense of writing a letter to somebody but never sending it. So you'll write it and rip it up or whatever. I definitely agree. That book you just bought, you literally just bought a burn book. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll mention it. So I found this book where it's called Burn after writing and it's by Sharon Jones and basically it is literally a pink book (laughs) Um, and it has all these kind of different things in it and it is just for you and it's supposed to be very therapeutic and you can either hide it you can burn it you can do whatever you want but it's not meant to be seen by anyone else and long story short it asks questions of things that You wish you could say, but really you shouldn't ever say. But eventually what happens is where Katie really starts to become more plastic, essentially she she really during her during her time on the inside trying to to tear apart the plastic she ends up really becoming everything that she actually and what's great about what I really actually like about this is like in her inner monologue is like during this whole movie we get Katie's inner monologue the whole time and what I actually really like about this is she points out that she didn't actually she started to greatly dislike the person that she was becoming Mm -hmm. but she also couldn't like she just couldn't help herself being around that that kind of environment all the time and um she just started becoming her her own mini clone of Regina George and telling Aaron that Regina is cheating on him and they break up and so what had happened with that was Katie started basically dumbing herself down in class her math class to get Aaron's attention and to get help in tutoring with him and basically what happens is she makes this time to go to Aaron's house where he's going to tutor her because she needs help where she's actually really good at math And she is about to leave the class and Miss Norberry pulls her over and says, I need your parents to sign this quiz to let them know that you're failing math. And basically Miss Norberry goes and says, 
I've been always a pusher in my life. I pushed my ex-husband to go to law school and that was a bust. And I've just pushed, push, 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 push. And her intentions were well, but of course with teachers, sometimes it doesn't come off that way. I will say that I've had some teachers in my life. And basically Katie winds up going to Regina's house where she finally partakes in rights in the burn book that essentially Miss Norberry is a pusher who sells drugs. That basically is where I would say Katie's character really flips and is essentially a full Regina clone at that point. Yes, she becomes a full Regina clone. She starts doing sabotage on her own. Mm-hmm. Without Living Janice out. and Damien now. Yeah, and they're like, they are starting to miss their friend because they're like you know like when you weren't doing this stuff you would hang out with us and like watch Mm -hmm. movies with us and she's just kind of like abandoning them for for this and it's not even that she wants to really spend time with the plastics it's all of the things that the plastics get her that she's wanting to maintain and so she's willing to just leave everything else behind and go do that so what happens is they're at school and this is that part where you were saying earlier how she katie realizes herself that she's starting to really hate herself and she's in class and you see her looking at a compact mirror putting lip gloss on and janice is basically telling her hey i I have a art exhibit coming up that is really important and I would love for you to be there. And she says, sorry, I can't. I'm going to be with my parents in wherever it was that she was supposed to go. Basically, then Jan says, oh, okay, well, do you want to hang out tonight and come watch movies? And Kay says, sorry, can't have my own plastic sabotage tonight. So going back to full spin of what we were getting at with that is so basically after that moment, it leads up to where Katie is leaving school and is actually getting ready to leave to go travel with her parents. And Karen and Gretchen are following her out of school and saying oh what are we going to do this weekend and she says sorry can't I have plans with my parents and they're like wait what and looks so lost where that's where Katie herself her inner monologue says am I the new Regina when me and my husband were watching that he was like oh no you just adopted puppies (laughs) (laughs) and basically what happens is they talk Katie into saying okay I'll skip the event with my parents and winds up throwing a party instead a huge party i want to say like this dress like to this day i want this dress this is a nice dress i love that dress (laughs) that dress is so nice so she throws a party and she thinks like it's gonna be a small get together she's just like i got enough chips and soda for like 15 people do you think that'll be enough and then everybody and their mother starts showing up there's like almost immediately after this there's a scene where katie is opening the door and she's like do i know you and the guy doesn't even look at her and he's just like hey and just like says like hi to somebody behind her and just like walks right by her it's just chaotic and katie's basically running around trying to find aaron and she can't find aaron and what happens is we see regina driving up and she says how could she have not invited me i like invented her so basically saying regina was not invited to this party long story short katie winds up upstairs in her bedroom because she has to go to the bathroom basically this is where aaron comes into her bedroom and sees just all of her own personal stuff, her space, her bedroom, her belongings, and sees this photo of her and Regina and the plastics. 
and then sees this little photo of her as a kid where she's on an elephant where that really Aaron you can see in his face that he just loves that about her how just different she is from the plastics essentially and at this point she again like falls through a doorway and out of the bathroom and into her bedroom because she's just so drunk and and like it, this whole scene like up until this point you can just like watch her running from room to room just like downing whatever drink she can get in her hand because she's so stressed that Aaron's not there and um that there's so much chaos going on in her home and um so she just like sees him there and she's just so happy to finally see him and she's just so drunk and she just like he's like oh you like you want to go like back out to the party she's like no 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 let's stay here and she pulls him onto the bed and he's just like you know like thanks for like getting me to come out tonight he's being very very gracious towards her and and she you know is being flirtatious with him and they kind of start kissing a little bit and she's like I, I would never lie to you. Okay, I'd lie to you once. And then she tells him that she dumbed herself down for math. And he, who takes school actually pretty seriously, was really upset with her to find this out. Like, you know, he's like absolutely upset. If anything, he's like, why didn't you just talk to me? Like, if you're, you just literally just said you could, like, you, sh you should have been tutoring me. Like, there's something to talk about. Like, and so he's just like, kind of like upset that, she would she would just act like how regina would act and he tells her that he's like you're just like a little clone of regina and this makes her completely just start to lose her mind and she's like oh no more word vomit and then oh no it's actual, actual vomit, vomit. <laughs> and she like he was like about ready to get up to leave i think um regina busts through the door at this point and then she just vomits all over his lap uh, so she chases him outside you know like oh i'm sorry like blah, blah blah and he's just like you know like i need to go take a shower you need to sober up like we're both upset right now like and he leaves and as he's leaving, Janice and Damien are coming around the corner and they can see that Katie's there throwing a big party and rightfully so. Janice is very upset um, because the thing is, is she wouldn't have been upset if she couldn't have made it, especially for the reason that she said before, you know, if you have a thing with your parents, I think even as kids, we could all understand that like your parents were law. And so if they, what they said went and if they said you couldn't go and you had to go to this other thing said, I can't go to your art show no matter how much I love you. So she was very hurt by the fact that she would abandon her in this way to just throw a party that she was willing to get out of the thing with her parents to throw this party instead of go to the art show was very hurt her deeply. And Damien's like at first, like kind of like, you know, like we really shouldn't even drove by this way. I'm already late home. Like this isn't helping anybody. This is just hurting you. This is hurting her like this. And then she says, I can't believe you're so obsessed with me, which is just like when, when Regina would say that Janice was obsessed with her because she was, a lesbian as if that were a bad thing so at this point where katie looks at janice and says i can't believe you're so obsessed with me this really strikes a chord with with janice because this is like the second time that that this has been that this has happened to her and she it hurts her and you can see how deeply this this wound really had to have cut her when she throws the art project at at katie right after this and then damien drives them away she opens up the project and it's this gorgeous picture, which honestly looks like it was like inspired by kind of African style art, um, which was a nod to all of Katie's upbringing because she grew up in Africa. 
and it's this beautiful painting of all three of them like with these butterfly wings behind them and it's it's a really just a beautifully beautifully done painting and it and she won a prize and this is what she want like she wanted her to see it at the art show this was the reveal of it and she missed it for the stupid plastic party this scene I feel like is a very very strong scene um I feel like we can all say as young girls growing up that we we've we've had these kinds of altercations with our friends where it was kind of whether we we made the right choice or not it was is it this party or my friend's thing or is it this this boy that I like or my friend that I've had for years or and this that or the other and choices get made and people feel abandoned and it hurts no matter what what end of it you're on and again like Katie is obviously making the wrong decisions here but even then like there there are other situations where the situations might be a little bit harder and girls have to deal and like and boys too like kids have to deal with the like making hard decisions growing up so I think this scene really resonated well it was it was very very impactful after this point where Katie is sad because she didn't go she feels like she messed up we then turn to regina and her boyfriend who were leaving the party and regina pulls out one of those bars out of her bag because she's going to eat them and she thinks she's losing weight she says oh i'm starving and as she's eating it her boyfriend says why are you eating those coach always wants us to eat those when we he wants us to bulk up and go heavier up in her weight sudden she gives this wide look of what he says, they make you gain weight like crazy. And she screams. I love the way she spits it out and you can like still see it on, on her teeth. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And she just like screams. And like, I love like, because like, you know, it was just like she started screaming and then they cut and then like they had her come screaming into her bedroom for the so next scene. But, like, I just, like, love imagining in my head that she started screaming. He just, like, left, just, like, yeah. turned the other direction and walked away. And that she got in her car and just continued that scream all the way home. What happens there is Regina's basically had it where she says, okay, enough. And goes home and cracks and basically takes the burn book. And she takes a photo of her and Katie and cuts it up. And she starts writing, do not trust this girl. And she starts gluing this photo and puts it, it in the burn book. It was so funny when me and my husband were watching this because he was like, is she looking in a mirror? Because he, he thought Lindsay Lohan's picture was about yeah. to go in there. And I was like, oh, just wait. <laughs> but that's what happens exactly is that Basically, Regina puts her own photo in it when you're thinking it's Katie. And she then, next scene is she takes the burn book to the principal and says, the girls wrote it. There's so many mean things. Completely breaks character. And it's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> it cracked me up. And then just again, like, She's like pretending so hard, just like, oh, I can't believe anybody would write this about anybody. Oh, who would be so cruel? And then like, he's, yeah, who would do this? And then she just immediately breaks character again. She's like, there's only three girls whose names are, aren't in that book. <laughs> and that's where he brings in Katie, Gretchen, and Karen. And this look that when Regina is leaving the principal's office and Katie's walking in, they meet eyes. That look was just 
I've I've seen those stare downs in person and they are not good. No. She goes into the principal's office and basically he says, do you know what this is? And during this whole scene where the girls are trying to defend themselves for um, the burn book and trying to get out of trouble for everything that's written about it, they're trying to be like, you know, like never, nobody's ever going to see it. Nobody was ever supposed to see it anyway. So like there's, it's no big deal. And then what we see is Regina walking down the halls with just photocopies upon photocopies of just all of the pages of the book and she's just throwing them throughout the hall sticking them to lockers throwing them under doorways to classrooms making sure everybody everybody is going to see it mind you there is literally a photo of every girl almost in that book too so there is something written about everybody in that book all the teachers everyone but uh, this whole scene is is actually really terrifying because this this kind of thing can happen in in schools and i do think that there is this kind of thought process that we have that it's not really caused by girls that these kind of violent outbursts are more of a, a boy thing but no uh push us the wrong way and and <laughs> and we can cause quite a much quite a quite a ruckus as well <laughs> definitely and that just kind of is the cherry on top where this causes the principal to have enough and he basically breaks the fire alarm and causes all the sprinklers to go off. And so this leads all of the girls to go into the gym and basically they start going through these exercises of where they reveal a lot of things. I felt like the one thing that really stuck with me in that scene is where basically Ms. Norbury says, all right, we're going to do an exercise. Everybody close your eyes and raise your hand if you have ever felt this or if you've ever done this. And just how many, obviously it's a movie, but everyone's hands go up and it's, we're all guilty of it. We've all done it. And it just shows how high school can be sometimes yes yes just full circle and then we have the trust fall that comes up <laughs> I love this scene so much <laughs> there's so many things about the scene where it's I can't help it if I'm beautiful and everyone likes me or something or <laughs> there I don't were like multiple points where my husband was like that's an apology that's an apology that's an apology <laughs> like and so everyone's basically getting caught and then Gretchen Wieners walks up and Falls and Karen's there to catch her, but they <laughs> fall. The only, yeah, she's the only one trying to catch her. And oh my god, that one was so funny. And then there's the girl who's like, "I just want to bake cakes and talk about our feelings." <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> I also like how Damien is just like in on like all of the girl stuff. Nobody booted him out yet. Yeah, <laughs> like I belong here. Just. Shh. <laughs> And basically, this part is another serious moment, too, for the film, where it's like the big climax, I want to say, where basically what happens is Janice goes up and to the podium where she starts saying, well, I have this friend, right? You know my friend Katie over there? So we had her infiltrate the plastics and basically ruin Regina George's life. Spills all of the beans. She spills all. All the tea and all the sugar and honey on top. 
And this leads to Regina getting mad, storming out, and Katie chases after her. Basically, they go at it where they start yelling at each other. And Katie says, I'm so sorry. And Regina says, oh, do you know what everyone says? That you're a less hot version than me. Regina is standing in the street. And mind you, you hear nothing. Nothing is coming. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, she turns around to go meet her mom that's picking her up. And she gets hit by a by school a bus. bus. Some people said that they saw her head turn all the way around. Some people saw Katie push her in front of the bus. <laughs> but no, seriously, how do you not hear that coming? How? And maybe because, like, maybe her, her eardrums were, like, really, like, just, like, messed up after that whole scream from the party <laughs> to her house. That's where Katie makes a joke, and that's how Regina George died. No, I'm no, only I'm kidding. just kidding. <laughs> and... After this, this is where where I want to say like the movie like kind of like comes back to reality a little bit. Yeah, um, because like it, it really like goes buck wild for a second. And then like it really like after this, I feel like it calms back down. Katie has come to a full realization that she has messed up and needs to make amends. She just isn't hasn't figured out how to do that yet and so we kind of see her come into the final act of this movie trying to figure out how she can fix everything and maybe undo some of the damage that she's done and so um one of the first things that she has to do is get trust back with her parents which is just shattered after the whole her parents aren't sure if she pushed her in front of the bus which really hurts really hurts Katie but in in like honestly I was like watching this movie and I'm just like god I can't believe like she ruined such a wonderful thing because if my parents trusted me like this oh but yeah um so yeah so like she she really ruined a beautiful um thing with her parents with the trust so she had to get that back she wasn't really sure if she could get Janice and Damien back as friends but she definitely wanted to maybe fix some of the hurt that she caused them so she she's like kind of going around and just trying to figure out how how to do this so she admits to writing the thing about her teacher about pushing drugs and she starts to take responsibility for everything she did and she actually ends up taking full responsibility for the burn book because she wants to do this thing where she doesn't talk about people behind their back so she doesn't tell on the other girls because they're not there to defend themselves so she just takes the takes the full blunt of it and um she gets grounded to join the math leaps which is you know social suicide so and of course uh she takes again the full full responsibility for the burn book and everybody hates her and after this um she ends up actually going to the math fleet tournament and this is where kevin g thinks they have a great turnout and there's like five people there and during this katie comes to another realization so she's really rusty during this little math off that they have and they end up in a sudden like a sudden death kind of thing and the other team decides to pick katie because she's the rusty one on the team because she'd be the easier one to take out during the sudden death match for math sudden death for math (laughs) but um so on the way to the podium katie is just making a mental note of everything that is conventionally unattractive about this other girl in front of her these are all like just really awful things to say and then she realizes like 
breaking breaking this girl down in this way isn't going to help her win this contest in fact breaking people down in any way is not how you win contests the only way to do it is to actually solve the problem in front of you by by being good at it by doing it by practicing at it and get, and, and actually doing the work and so she goes to do that and she's a little too slow because the other girl's been doing it but her answer is wrong which gives katie a chance to come in with the correct answer and she manages to do it and wins the the uh, mathletes tournament the limit does not exist the limit does not exist the limit does not exist so they end up going back to the school for the spring fling and at the spring fling um people are doing things like oh i'm voting for regina because she got hit by a bus it's like oh i'm voting for katie because she pushed her like just being awful teenagers as teenagers do katie's like yeah it's time to go and she's going over to her parents to leave and she wins the spring fling queen with this i feel like this part is especially with the speech it's funny because they make it comical but they also try and make it very serious at the same time too basically that realization that katie had she uses this moment to basically say hey why do we care so much about all this stuff you know just be kind to each other and everything else that she said in that speech and the funny thing is she breaks the crown in damien's face <laughs> damien is like the only voice you can hear when that happens <gasps> <laughs> and basically she starts breaking it and gives a piece to everybody almost and says you know what we're all royalty we all matter and let's just have a good time and one of the beautiful things about the scene that I really want to point out is that she starts pointing out like all the different girls in the room and how how beautiful they all look and she she specifically doesn't pick anybody who I would describe as like a Regina George or even a Lindsay Lohan right like just like again just and I don't mean this in the way that it's about to sound like unconventionally pretty she picked like all of the girls are gorgeous that she talks about and and but like they're not they look like regular girls they don't look yes. like movie stars yes exactly exactly and I just I just thought that was so so beautiful to to pick girls that aren't always the ones who end up on the Hollywood screen. Mm -hmm. And I loved that. I loved and that. this is where the movie closes out, where it has that great message at the end. So now all the girls are seniors and Aaron's gone because he was a senior. So he's out at college and Katie's explained, well, I get to see him every other weekend or something like that. And it shows basic everybody getting along where Regina was now able to serve her anger playing they were they were playing lacrosse which by the Thank way you. this was i was watching this and this was the first time i ever thought about this like how how in the world is she able to play a sport that violent after having her spine fractured yeah 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 <laughs> it's like i was like watching that i was like like when all the girls pile on her i'm like how did that not just break her back again like <laughs> And then Gretchen winds up going to another clique. She's now serving a new queen bee, she says. 
And then Karen is now the morning announcer saying the weather because she can always tell when it's raining. Yeah, I love that. Like, and uh, if there's a 30% chance that it's already raining. Pretty much ends up where they're all hanging out in the courtyard and it's lunchtime and you see Regina walking with the, I don't know her name, but the hot dog joke. <laughs> <laughs> walking with her one of her teammates and then you see karen braiding one of their classmates hair and it just ends up well if anyone ever disturbs this piece we'll make sure and then it shows or any, these, any yeah. junior plastics <laughs> oh look new junior plastics and these three new girls walk out and she says well if they disturb this piece and it shows them getting hit by, hit a, by bus. a bus <laughs> and she said just kidding <laughs> yeah some fun facts about this movie though because i had a i i surprisingly know actually a lot of my own fun facts that instead of looking some of them up so i was okay cool but some of them so tim meadows hand was actually really broken during this film so that's why you see him in a cast randomly <laughs> that's crazy so that scene where he smashes the fire alarm in his cast, his arms in a cast, that's actually his arm is broken. He he he, he gets introduced with the hand broken. He's like, oh, mm -hmm. I broke my hand over the summer. <laughs> like, oh they God. wrote it in. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lindsay Lohan actually originally wanted to be Regina and she got really pushed into doing Katie because after watching Freaky Friday, the studio executives basically insisted that Lindsay play Katie. They felt she would be perfect for this role. She does she does a really good job of like doing the the kind of mean girl vibe, but also being able to flip it back over to the to the really sweet, um, I guess Disney channel girl vibe <laughs> and i will say i'm sure when she's playing the regina clone katie that that acting we're seeing there was probably a little bit of what we could have gotten if she was actually regina and honestly i think they made the right choice i agree with, with both honestly and a side thing also about regina is that the other actress that plays karen was gonna get the role of regina as well she played it so well but they felt it was a little too good for the screen <laughs> they thought they thought she was too mean yeah yeah it was too too so, so real. they had to dial it down by making her dumb <laughs> and then the last thing that when i found this out i knew this fact about a couple of years ago i just had found out about this and i was really surprised but Rachel McAdams actually wears a wig. That is not her hair. No, you were lying. I'm Shut not. Up. It's Shut a... up. <laughs> you got me. I was going to keep going. I was going to keep going, but I couldn't. Yeah, her. she actually wore a wig. She couldn't dye it. I've heard two separate stories. So the first one I've heard is, the first one I heard was that she couldn't dye it because she was filming The Notebook at that time. Or oh. it was right after or something like that. And then I also heard that her hair couldn't get that blonde. So they felt a wig was just easier. And I have to add that that is a really good wig because I, was, I couldn't I, tell. I thought that was her hair. I, 
There's been a lot of times. Rest of my life, I spent the rest of my life thinking that was her hair. If you had not told me. And it's just so interesting because I have seen a lot of movies where there are wigs with actresses and actors, and you can easily tell. I can't remember which Hunger Games film it was, but there is one film where Jennifer Lawrence is wearing a wig where her hair's braided, and you can tell it's a wig. Yeah, I think I know exactly what you're talking about, too, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just rewatched those movies recently. Did you? I haven't seen them in a while. I I, I reread all the books recently because I, I had actually gotten the audiobook for the new Hunger Games book that came out. Um, I think it was A Tale of Snakes and Songbirds or song or Songbirds and Snakes. I can't remember. Um, but it, it's about President Snow at growing up and coming into power. And it was really interesting. And after afterwards, after learning about all that, I was like, oh, definitely going back and revisiting all the books that I did. And, and of course, right afterwards, I was like, all right, now I got to watch the movies. <laughs> and I forgot how much I, w- I hated the last one. <laughs> so this movie was rated by the critics an 84%. What do you think the audience gave it? Because the critics gave it a pretty good score. I want to say like the the audience um, had to have give it, given it something between like a 90 and a 95, somewhere in that range. It's got to be high because people freaking love this movie. I don't, there's not been a person I've ever talked to who's watched this movie who says that they dislike it. What is that your final point? answer? That is my final answer. The audience gave it a 66%. No way! this is a lie shut up (laughs) you're good at that (laughs) i was i was flabbergasted when i saw that number i literally had to take a triple take where i was said really the critics liked it and the audience not so much i don't don't understand this is one of my favorite movies of all time this is one of my tops for sure Oh my god. So I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm giving it an extra large bag of popcorn. Sorry, y'all. I just I I only like large and extra large. I have I have no in-between or anything lower. I just love all the movies, and this is one of my favorites. It is so good. How can you give this a 66? I mean, like, yeah, some of the some of the jokes didn't age very well, but I mean, like, we could say that about most things that came out of the late '90s, early 2000s. It doesn't make them. That doesn't make them inherently bad, y'all. Uh. <laughs> I have to second that and give this film an extra large. I just love to revisit this movie. It was great to watch the first time when I saw it, and. It's just a fun movie to revisit, and it's great to at least see once, at least watch it once. Yeah, honestly, I'm probably going to go back and watch it again sometime soon, like, probably, like, while I'm, like, cleaning or something in the background, but, like, I love this movie. This is probably about to be my new I'm cleaning, so I need something on the background movie, because I love this one. This is such a good one. So many good jokes, and then, yeah, a little too far jokes. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But yeah, it's a good one. It's really good. So if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out at least once. So next week's episode, we decided that we're just gonna keep this going with Lindsay Lowen films. So we're gonna do another Lindsay Lowen film. And it's one of her younger films. 
and it's a good one. I, I, I'm excited to, to revisit this one. I actually didn't watch it until I was older. What's considered um, older, though? Well, because, you know, like like I, like you said, this this is one of her more early ones. And my first Lindsay Lohan movie wasn't Mean Girls, but it was close to Mean Girls. So I want to say that I was maybe late middle school, early high school by the time I got to this movie. Really? Okay. All right. I actually just watched this film back in December when we were painting the house. So I put on a movie that I haven't seen in a while. And that was actually a mistake because we stopped painting to I stopped painting to watch the movie so (laughs) um but yeah and other than that this has been a fun episode as usual I love talking to you about all these movies especially these like these gems from from middle school and high school like this is so wonderful the best ones of all yes And as per usual, everyone, please subscribe, follow, like, and send us your requests. We would love to hear what you guys want to hear us review and give us something new to watch. As usual, just give us something different. We can spend a whole episode of me going over what I have not seen. (laughs) Um, And we can spend a whole episode going over everything I have seen. So give me something new. (laughs) But until next time, guys. Bye.